Hello and welcome back to season two of Zero Wasted Days. I am honored that you are here with me and I am so excited for all of the episodes to come. I am also just very grateful for all of the reviews that you've been leaving and all of the love that you've been giving me inside my DMs. I love nothing more than to be of service to you and to hear that everything that I'm talking about here at Zero Wasted Days is resonating. You know, I really want to inspire you to push the boundaries of what's expected in your life and business, to challenge norms and your growth edges, and to go after the most audacious dreams because I've seen for myself that anything is truly possible when you have a vision and are ready to go after it. Are you ready to dive in? Let's go. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of Zero Wasted Days. I'm really excited to actually have with me a soul sister, a friend, a business bestie that I have met really over the last year, actually. I can say all of those things, but it hasn't been like forever and ever. But the connection that I feel with Abby is amazing. And I met Abby, who I am interviewing today, inside a mastermind. And Abby is the amazing business strategist and who is also the founder of Workwomb. And she's going to tell us more about it. She describes it as a glowing and growing international community of babes approaching work and life from a very sacred and intuitive place. So I'm going to let Abby tell us a little bit more about Workwomb, but I'm also going to kick it off with one little question for Abby. And then we're going to just go into our questions, but welcome Abby to the Zero Wasted Days podcast. Thank you, my love. It is such an honor, especially behind the scenes, getting to witness it being born. So it's yeah. so fun to see. I knew you when it was a twinkle in your eye. And so here we are. That's cool, actually. I really like that yeah. because today, which you know is, and my guests maybe don't know when I'm recording this, but I'm recording this on my birthday and I'm not doing any other work today. It was just that you were, you booked it on this day. I was like, no, that's actually really fun. I think that's a good idea to have a, a podcast interview on my birthday and I'm going away tomorrow. But I recorded a podcast, a solo episode last week to air today. And it's a 20 minute little deep and personal birthday message from me. And you can go and listen to it if you have time later on. But I did talk about how like at the beginning of this year, there were all these kind of like synchronicities around like being in the mastermind and a card that I pulled and like this full circle moment. I think I even mentioned it maybe in the mastermind around like realizing maybe one of the reasons why I'd come back to France with this whole full circle coming back to my birthland. Anyway, and then, and and all of this was transpiring and before I even knew that Zero Wasted Days was going to be born because I didn't launch it until March. So Mm -hmm. this is the thing that we don't know what's coming, except we are just taking these steps that, that are moving us towards things that can be incredible and can be beautiful. And now this podcast is everything to me. I absolutely adore it. And I can't believe that I actually wasn't recording a podcast for a long time. I really love it as a channel. Yeah. I love that so much. Happy birthday. Yeah, thank you. And I think that's so cool. You're right. Like you were there to witness like the kind of unfurling of it behind the scenes. And then I'm like, I got to do this. I just got to make this happen. What I would still describe as a very kind of like a sticky time. Like it was a time when I was just, what is going on? Like I was not burning everything down, but I was just really reassessing everything. Mm -hmm. But out of that blossoms, amazing things. And we were just talking about nature analogies and garden analogies, weren't we? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And the birthing of the podcast, if we're talking about nature, the planting, the seeds, so it will grow. Mm. It's like, it can feel so huge. And I don't want to name your experience, but I'm actually planning on launching a podcast 
in in the new year. And it can feel so just, oh my gosh, I don't know all the tech and will I edit and all these Mm. things. And then it's like, you just take the next right step and plant the seed. And then it starts to grow. And it's like, I feel like that so often, I mean, in life, but also in Mm. business, like something Mm. that feels like just insurmountable. Mm, We just decide I'm doing it. I'm doing the thing. It's like, suddenly the way opens up and it's, I would say nine times out of 10, it is way less hard than we thought it was going to be. 100%. We're like, it's like that rollover task that never, it's like, Oh, I'll do that tomorrow. I'll do that tomorrow. Like that task yeah. often takes us six and a half minutes if we just do it. And then it feels so good to get it done. You're like, Oh my God, the energetic weight that comes off your shoulders when you do that bloody thing that you don't, that you're, you're totally. not wanting to do. Totally yeah. great. I just said yeah. to Abby before we hit record that when I'm flying to Canada tomorrow, and I have this little mental checklist because it's not that much stuff I have to go and do. But one of them is to go and plant my garlic because it's beginning yeah. end of October here. And I need to go and plant my garlic. And then we were talking about like the timing and seasons and how garlic yeah. takes eight to 10 months to actually grow. And this like yeah. beautiful metaphor for what it actually is like similar to our businesses. And it has been, yeah. it's not qu- quite been, I launched this podcast in March. So it's not quite been, you know, nine or 10 months, you know, growing a baby kind of time frame. But, it, you know, when you think about that little clove, I've put them in my fridge to fast track the roots and the roots are starting to come out. And uh-huh. then now they're going in the ground today. And then in literally eight or 10 months, there'll be a bulb of 12 yeah. cloves. And that's what happens in our businesses. Totally. 100%. And it's subterranean with garlic. You can't mm. see it happening. It's the yes. trust. It's, I'm going to, I'm going to do everything I can. I'm going to research. I'm going to talk to people that have gardened in this terrain before. Saved all the Instagram reels to tell me to put it in the fridge. Yeah. yeah. Like all the, yeah, totally. And then it's, yeah, you do your best and then you show up and it's this yeah. hope and a prayer. And then whatever it is, I don't know if you water garlic or how that no, works it, in France. It's going into you winter. So it. you just leave it. Yeah. You just leave, leave it. Yeah. There will be little buds in the, that will come up and then I have to yeah. learn about what to do and when to harvest it. And yeah, it is cool. Oh my it God. Cool. It's so fascinating. I, so I, I live in Austin, Texas. So gardening is like the polar opposite here. It's like the <laughs> water or else everything is like scorched by the sun yes. and yes. you can't water during the day because it's too, it'll burn it. And I feel like all of this can be transposed into business because like you could be the best garlic gardener in the world. And most of it, maybe not most of it, maybe half of it wouldn't transfer to a Texan gardener because of our Mm. environment. And so I, I see that sometimes when we like give our power away to a mentor and I know Suzanne and I are both mentors. For those listening, it's no shade to biz coaching and mentorship, no. but also sometimes we like want someone's formula <laughs> and we like outsource our power so much yeah. that we forget like, oh, Suzanne, I'm just going to stay with the metaphor. Suzanne's in France. What's the climate like? Like all these mm. things and sort, of, and sort of shifting, being inspired by someone, being helped yeah. by someone, but then also giving it your own flavor and your own interpretation based on your lived experience and all of it. So, so true. And that is yeah. one of the like, big reasons why I stopped my business like in, in its tracks. Cause I just felt like it was a bit me putting out like saving energy and savior kind of vibes where I was really attracting a lot of people who uh, I think felt like I had all the answers for them and the answers we know lie within us and a mentor can obviously guide and help direct you but the answers really need to be within ourselves and when I you know realized what I was doing and was able to really intuitively shift that the people that have then since come into my world this year have just been like, even if they have ch- like big challenges, I've had some clients with big challenges, like big life challenges mm-hmm. and that infuse themselves into their businesses. 
it's still not like they expect me to come on to Voxer and solve their problem. They just, yeah. it's, it's much more an empowered, an empowered process and yeah. an intuitive process. And there really is a big difference. And mm-hmm. yeah, obviously we have this beautiful opportunity to work with people like all around the world. And yeah. I'm talking to people that are in Australia and in Canada and here I am in the middle and it's just really interesting. But I would love to know, you are, I describe you as like refreshingly down to earth. I really feel like what we see yeah. is what we get with yeah. you on your socials. You have a beautiful little girl. Are you building your business one step at a time, consistently like hitting goals for yourself. What do you think you would tell your younger self about what you know now? Oh, I mean, how much time do we have? Gosh, I mean, kind of back to the garlic. It's like, girl, it's all coming. Just trust that showing up is enough. I think a couple things. One thing I've been really transparent about lately is like, I didn't hire, like Suzanne, I didn't join a mastermind or hire a biz coach until I was Mm. already making six figures. Mm. And I'm just like, what was I doing? And I think I come from a very DIY background. Like I'm used to just, we figure things out and it's made me very scrappy and resourceful. And also when I think about the growth that I have had in like the last five years, I don't think it is a coincidence that it is also the time in which I have been greatly supported and investing in health. And I think that I waited I don't want to say I waited too long because that's a bit of a judgment, but I just think, oh my gosh, girl, like if you had just outsourced that bookkeeping and (laughs) my background is in holistic nutrition. So I ran a yoga and nutrition business for 13 years before I, I didn't even pivot. I was magnetized towards more mentoring of creatives and here we are, but, but I just like how many hours I spent YouTubing, like some bookkeeping glitch in my wave software. And I was like, oh my God, I could have just spent $500 and had an expert handle the thing. And that's so where I am right now. And I think that's also like an activation in motherhood when you're like, oh no, I literally have no more time today that Mm. you do start to call in help, whether it's in parenting with the village, whether it's paid help in your business. And in some ways, I feel like I almost had to go through all the pain and struggle to be like, Mm. oh, we're not doing it that way anymore. Yeah. Because when I hit six figures, I was working like so many hours and it was this like big initiation, glow up, pivot, shape shift that happened. I liken it to waiting until you have muscles to start going to the gym or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which it's, it's just not how it works. It's a little cliche. I think people, there's that saying, you have to spend money to make money. Mm. And I just think I was a little, it was more than just running a lean business. I think there was yeah. a little, I don't know if it was scarcity. I just didn't mm-hmm. really have examples. Mm. I think I didn't quite have examples of people really investing in their biz yeah. and like seeing that ROI. And so once I even started to see little glimmers of that, I was like, oh, I want that. Yeah. And now I like to joke that I just hire someone every day. I'm like, oh, you, yes, come on in. What do you want to do for me? I'm always like, how can I hire? And again, in personal life, mamahood and in biz. So my business work womb, our manifesto is we know we can do it all. We also know we were not meant to do it all alone. This is Mm. a together kind of thing. And that is my mantra. This is a together kind of thing. And so I think often the antidote to struggle is community and support. Yeah. 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 And the community obviously is everything to you and work womb. Why do you think that women really just shouldn't do it alone? For me, it's more just the energetics because I work with, as do you, I'm sure I work with very capable, brilliant women that like Mm. could do it all alone. But for me, the question always becomes, what is it costing you to do it all alone? 
And I think that's the piece. It's not just, oh yes, I could have 10X faster had I invested in an OBM or something, um, which is all probably true. But for me, it's like just the agony. And for me, like in more of a severe example, I had a really, we've talked a little bit about my birth, but my kiddo Mm -hmm. was born in COVID. She was born in lockdown. And so it was like, in some ways, almost this microcosm of like my life at large, like to be parenting and like just back to Googling how to latch, how to work Mm. on a latch with breastfeeding. And my nipples were bleeding and cracking off. And it was just agony. And I couldn't get, my midwife wouldn't come in, no doula. No, I just didn't have any options. And just literally sitting there, you know, I had surgery, like all of it. And just trying to figure, I'm like going to Google how to do mom and like (laughs) basic things. What is this rash? Like just everything that you go through. And I just think in in that example, there's a reason we have elders. There's a reason we have mm. midwives. There's a mm. reason we have doctors. Yes. And what a weird time. And I know we all have our own trauma from that yeah. time. But yeah. that was the catalyst for me, I think, to in a very painful way. Yeah. To just remember, this is not, we were not meant to do it alone. This is, yeah. I am living the opposite of what we were meant as a species to do. Yeah. And I yeah. think coming out of COVID and returning to work, are we out of COVID? I don't know. But I don't know. Know. As I'm like coughing away here. <laughs> no. It just fortified that for me in a really yeah. big way. And I was always self-branded. My brand had always been my name, like Abby yeah. Miller. So abbymiller.com. My LLC was Abby Miller Holistic, but was always self-branded. And then with motherhood and then everything that I went through, it was truly a download in the middle of the mm. night, like 3 a.m. I'm breastfeeding my daughter <laughs> and it's just dark night of the soul. I had a lot of I think I've shared with you, I've had a lot of health Mm. issues postpartum, autoimmune that led to almost a disability. I couldn't use my arms. I had to keep them in slings. And I was just, I don't know that part. Yeah. I was in like debilitating pain and it was awful. And my mom actually came in to help us because Mm. I was not able to do, no, literally you can't do it right. Like back to the manifesto. But I remember being up and just It was just like the depth of despair, just such a hard time. And I remember I was laying there nursing her, just crying because it was hard and I was in pain and it felt endless and the weight of the world and the weight of my arms and my body and all of it. And I remember I was thinking like, how can I, it was a time when I was like coming back to work. And also I had outgrown the maiden, but I didn't quite know how I fit as a mother, like within my biz identity. And literally this, it just dropped into my (laughs) almost like claircognizant. I was just like work womb. Oh, I looked down at her and I was like, oh, I'm creating a womb for others. Like a womb is like this space in which you are nourished. Your one (sighs) goal and intention is to be nourished and grow. That is literally the point of a womb, right? And you emerge, it's a portal. And I just, that metaphor of, oh, we want to create a womb-like space for our work. And Mm. that really encompassed like the way that I approach biz mentorship and coaching and bringing more of that feminine energy in. I know you and I are really similar. Like I love a spreadsheet. I have so many like methods on motion and (laughs) templates. Like I'm such a nerd, but I also, it's let's bring in that safety and that like nervous system regulation, all this. So anyway, that's, that was the genesis of work womb. And it was like 3am. I was like work womb. Oh my God. I love the poetry of that. And then you look and the IG handles available, the domains available. And it was like a, literally a three second decision. I was like, this yeah, is it. Yeah. Register. Yeah. Yeah. Create new, Here we go. Create new account. Yeah. Yeah. And the rest is history. Are you a generator? Are you a generator? In, in I'm an MG. 
MG, manifesting yeah. When I get yeah. a download, I'm like, I'm down, I'm like registering the IG handle, like before the thought has even actually fully yeah. processed. I'm like, got the handle. <laughs> yeah, it's real now. It's real. It's real. Zero wasted yeah. days. I had to go and buy yeah. the domain name actually off some company because they had it oh. parked somewhere. Uh-huh. It only cost, I think it only cost me a couple hundred dollars, but anyway. Oh, that's yeah. And obviously fast forward to now, I would love like in that same vein, like we've come a long way, obviously from 20 when that pain in your life, I would love you to describe your average week now and give us an insight into how you juggle it all with your husband and your business and your daughter. Yeah. Yeah. I'm laughing because I know you mean like, how do we co-parent, but it sounds like, how do I like, how do I deal with him? Because usually like, no, no, no. I know. But Suzanne and I were in a mastermind and my husband would just, he knows when I'm on walking topless and you, yeah, yeah. that's like my life, a topless hunk bringing me food. It doesn't suck, but he knows when I have client calls and when I'm like, oh, this is for me. Like I'm meeting a friend or I'm in my mastermind and he, he knows. And so that, that's yeah. the time that he always just comes in and heckles me. But in all seriousness, I think you guys do it well. That's why I think it's so yeah. interesting to see the kind of like behind the scenes of he has a professional job. You have a professional job. You're very, you have really good boundaries, I think with your, your but your yes. calendar is also like chock-a-block yes. um, and obviously daughter as well. And then I really admire uh, and think it's inspiring, like the times that you take off for holidays and all that kind of stuff. I just love people yeah. to get a little bit of the behind the scenes. Oh my God. I love talking about this. It's so fun. <laughs> so I work 20 hours a week and my hubs and I both work from home. We both pivoted our businesses during COVID to be completely virtual. And it's been such a godsend, honestly. For me, I always worked globally, but for my hubs is a psychotherapist and he now does coaching as well. So he can open up to see more people out of state. But yeah, it's been wild. We just always had a COVID schedule because initially childcare wasn't an option. So it was like, all right, I work mornings, yeah. You work evenings, we tag team, we're ships in the night. And it really worked until it didn't because my daughter was living the dream because she's getting full-time mom, full-time dad. Yeah. But then suddenly I'm like, who is that? Who's that hot guy that I just saw like a glimpse of in the hallway? Like I never saw him and yeah. it was just not great for us. So we've shape-shifted our schedule. We have this amazing preschool. And so now we're in that season where we get to actually see each other and work similar hours, which is great. But anyway, yeah. So I work Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. So I work four days a week and I work 10 months of the year. So I could almost go macro to micro. So the Mm. macro, I take July and December off. So I work 10 months of the year. And then within a monthly cadence, I always take off the first Usually it's the day before I bleed and the first day I bleed. Mm -hmm. So I manually go in with my cycle and just block those. So I'm not bookable. And if I'm feeling good, I'll do admin and do some behind the scenes, but I wouldn't record a podcast that day. It's it's just not going to, I'm not going to feel great doing that. So that's like a kind of a, on a more micro scale. Those are two days that I block off. And then weekly, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. And then within that, I have specific hours that are like, yeah, honestly, very rigid because of, yeah. of my childcare. They're just hard and yeah. fast. I, I'm off work at this time, like the end. And that ends up being 20, 22 hours, some weeks, depending. Uh, but yeah, that's my schedule. And it's so fascinating, like just talking about like this initiation of motherhood, because when my daughter was born and I started working again, it was like suddenly I had 
And also because of my hands, I really needed to hire out more stuff because I just couldn't play on Canva anymore. I was like, I had on top of autoimmune stuff. I also had mom thumb, which is like tendinitis in your thumb. I just was like, I had no business being on a computer. And so it was that reality of like, all right, if you're coming back, you're going to have to be supported like you never have been. And so I really grew my team and invested in really incredible women. That's still support me to this day. Mm. And that affected my rates, right? Suddenly it was like, oh gosh, my monthly outgoing has tripled. So my rates need to triple. And so that has all informed everything and then been a piece of the, how many hours do I work conversation and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you say. Yeah. I think it's, it's so neat for people to see that kind of transition, obviously, and everybody's lived experience through COVID was so different, right? My experience through COVID was very different to yours, having a child, then the whole work juggle thing just completely night and day and how that has then actually that's maybe a little silver lining that's come out of COVID because it has really dictated how you guys plan your days and hold yeah. your boundaries. And mm-hmm. I would, and, and then I also really just love what you just said around how like you block days around your cycle. Um, mm-hmm. I talk a lot about that with my clients and just around how our energy like ebbs and flows and how we can't always just be on are there any things like seasonally, like we're coming into, I know maybe Texas doesn't have as, you know, <laughs> dramatic four seasons in the year type, type no. stuff, but do you do anything like seasonally coming into the U.S. is going to have uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas where you will. And is, so is December this one of the other months that you take off? Yeah. 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 July and December. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We you know we'll t- if it's a public holiday and the preschool's closed, We'll usually say, okay, are you taking the day off or am I? My hubs and I, we just flip a coin with that. But yeah, seasonally, I don't really have any other big breaks. I tend to flow, but I say I take two months off, but it's actually a little longer because it's Thanksgiving through the new year. So it ends up actually being about six weeks and then July is the summer off. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all you're off. Like you totally, you delete Instagram. Like you're not. Yeah. Oh yeah. I delete Instagram. We used to like schedule content. And then I was like, no, I'm off work. Let's not pretend that I'm working. And even though my business has grown to be more than just me, I I almost don't want that. I want to also be an example of you're allowed to just take a month off and have no content and whatever, fuck the algorithm. Like I'm just not online. And we have an away message. If you DM me that month on IG, that'll say, hi, beauty. Thank you for reaching out. I'm offline. If you need help. And it has my um, McKinley, my OBM's email for anything urgent. My team does work. So they take different days off than I do. So they are still holding down the fort. And then one thing that has shapeshifted is historically, I like delete Instagram. I literally like I don't keep any email apps on my phone anyway, but there's no, there's I delete Slack. Like I am off and Slack is how I talk with clients. But now I run a community called mom club and it's like Mm. a global community of mama entrepreneurs and it is a membership. And so my other clients, when you're a one-on-one client, we put in the contract. Like if we're working together for a year, it's really 10 months within a contract. But for mom club, I have, what we'll do my months off is I'll pre-record a training for them. Yeah. And I'll bring in a really juicy guest coach and mm. speaker. So there'll be yeah. even actually even more that month, just less Abby. Yeah. And then I will jump in for one call. Yeah. So that is, I have bent the rules a tiny bit with, yeah. the I want to see, and like jumping on for one call is different than being on six calls a day. So yeah. Yeah. And that I continuity for a membership makes sense. Yeah. 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 Guys, I'm just jumping in here to tell you all about my brand new free resource that you guys are just absolutely gobbling up over on social media. I didn't want to hold it back from you here on the podcast, so I wanted to tell you all about it. It is the life 
first growth model. And I am unveiling and unpeeling all of the details from behind the scenes on this methodology that I teach and coach and mentor my clients with. It is a completely redefined way of doing life and business that is backed by research, science, and client studies, and I know you're going to love it. I am going to drop the link inside the show notes or wherever you're watching or listening to this podcast. You can also go to my website, suzanneactison.com slash life first, and you can download it for yourself. And like this podcast and everything that I do is about helping women see that they can run their business the way that they want to take those two months off a year and learn ways of going after still being able to go after those big dreams, work 20 hours and quote unquote, have it all. Yeah. How would you say, obviously you you described a few things about what you're doing to do business differently than what's expected. Are there any other things that you're doing differently that are helping grow your business, but also like why clients come over to you? Like what's your unique mm thing mm. versus going to all the other biz strategists out there. I love that question. Are you my messaging coach? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Our, a term that I like to use is intuitive self-bossing. And mm. that term that we're, we're actually trademarking is we are our own bosses, right? We're self-bosses. And sometimes I joke in my work that I'm like a rent-a-boss because I work with women, yeah, female yeah. founders who, you know, if they don't have like a board, they look up and it's just them. And yeah. so it's like getting that support. Yeah. With the rent-a-boss. But so I think that when you are a self-boss, whether it's a, a side hustle or an empire, I think that it can feel really lonely. And mm. There's these two things that we need, right? It's like, yeah. we need the community, whether it's a mentor or a mastermind or something different, but it's like, we need that community. We need that reflection. Like I was saying, like even starting to see women invest and hear, like to meet with business owners and be like, how much do you spend a month on ads? And be like, oh, you're just comfortably telling me you spend 12 grand a month on ads. And I look at what you're making and I'm like, oh, Thank yeah. you for giving me that example That's instead awesome. of, oh my God, can I spend $99 this month on an ad? It's okay, yeah. calm down. So just that getting to witness other biz models and mm. other ways of doing things outside of our own like narrow worldview. So I think the community piece is huge, but then with the self-bossing, like I call it intuitive self-bossing because mm. I also believe that our body is our OG biz coach. Like our body yeah. knows what we need and I think so often, like you're saying with the term strategist, because I know sometimes it's like, oh, you're the savior. Oh, give oh, me your strategy. Oh. And sometimes I have clients laugh at me because I'll answer their question with a question because yeah. so much of it is space holding their own intuition and yeah. giving them space to speak it, to feel it, to even hear it. Yeah. And so listen, I like, I'm a junkie for templates and methods and, <laughs> and strategies. And also if we don't get quiet and connect mm. with our body and listen, we cannot grow. And quite literally for me with my hands, I'm actually having a flare right now. And it's like just the simplicity of my hands hurt. I need to lean on my team more and take more ice breaks. Yeah. Nobody can tell me that that's my body being yeah, like, girl, right. like, you know, and, and that discernment, whether it's that your kid's sick or you're stressed mm. out, we all have our own hurdles. And so I think that what like the doing it differently to me is that the thing that we view as an impediment is often our salvation. Yeah. yeah. And listen, I'm not wishing chronic pain on anyone. However, I think that when we are met with 
something like chronic pain. I actually have many clients with autoimmune conditions that take them out when they have a flare, they're out of commission. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we need people talking about this. Like, how can you build a business that if on Tuesday you wake up and you're gone to the world, that things can still float. You have the systems, you have the team, Mm. you have automations, you have contracts and client expectations that you're allowed to be a human with a body. So for me, the somatic piece is so huge. I think just being someone with, with autoimmune stuff happening Mm. to not, well, to not have everything crumble because of it and to actually have it thrive in, not in spite of it, but because of it. Yeah. Yeah. Because of it. Thanks. Thanks to it. Yeah. Yeah. Truly. It's like, I, I'm not the, I can't be the DIY girl. Not only do I not have the time, it's we co-sleep with my daughter. Once she's down, it's not like I can sneak out of bed and do two hours of work. It's like, we're just done. The the day is over. (laughs) Maiden Abby would have gotten up and I'll just finish these things. No, no, you can't. So somebody else better be doing it for me. So it's like, I think the delegation is huge. And I get back to the question you asked earlier. It's let's not, I, I didn't need to wait until a crisis to delegate in the way that I do now. And I would say that to anyone listening to, if you're seeking support to trust that and like, Mm. honestly, hire before you're ready. Yeah. 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 That's a beautiful advice. And I think it's just so empowering and inspiring for other women to hear different ways of how people are setting the tone, setting the pace yeah. of their own business, given their all their other things going on in their life. And, and that's why I think it is so important for us to be able to create a business that is the means to us being able to put that life first. You can put life first and have the business set up so that on that Tuesday, when you wake up and you go to flare and you can't work, then that's, that is life. That's the challenge. Yeah. It's the same thing with kids. They were like calls left and center in our house last week. Of, he's twisted his ankle. He's vomited at school. He's done, da, da, da. that's life. Those things aren't going away. Yeah, no, they're not. So <laughs> if we have this business that can support us in spite of all of those challenges, it just makes it enjoyable and less stressful. Yeah. And so we know that connecting and having conversations and this community aspect of our businesses is just so important. And I always say to my clients that connecting equals conversations equals sales, really, at the end of the day, that's where sales will come from. How would you say you have grown your business? Would you say it's partly through community? What have equated sales for you? Yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. So I teach a lot of visibility practices and my mastermind and mom club. And I just think, especially for those of us running primarily online businesses to think outside the box. And I really believe in selling how you serve, right? If you're a poet, please let me hear and read your words. And if you're a painter, Instagram and Pinterest are going to lend themselves well to your work, right? So I really believe in selling and showing up how we serve and also doing that and thinking about connection. I think sometimes we forget that too, even like on Instagram, like there's a human holding their phone right now. Totally. And we just think of it as numbers. And instead of like, it is a social Mm -hmm. media app, be humans first. So yeah, I think the social piece is huge. And I love being in spaces where I'm just like there for me. I went to this really beautiful conference last week and shout out to Amelia and Joseph at Runga. And I just met incredible humans. I wasn't there to market myself. I was just there to go to this really cool health conference. And I left connecting with incredible women that are potentially seeking to work together because organically it's, what do you do by the way? You know, so like-minded people. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And especially if you're self-branded or you're a founder in early stages, 
you are your best marketing employee. You are the best marketing employee you'll ever have when you're at the grocery in your pajamas, <laughs> when you're at the DMV, and when you're speaking on a stage. And I think yeah. sometimes we think, oh, I'm turning it on or off. And I, I that's been like a fun delight of mine just to be in the world. And I'm always like, I swear I get more leads when I'm not totally. in a business setting. No. When I go away for 10 days is absolutely when I'm like that, I'm leaning right back. I'm not selling yeah. and leads come in, questions come in. And it's just, yeah. it, that's just energetically the way that it, that the way that yeah. it works. Totally. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. goodness. I like it when that happens. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Same, same. Yeah. And also we hire people, like, especially you and I are in service-based industries and yeah, fair enough. If I'm buying a pair of shoes, I'd love to know the story of the brand, but also it's like, yeah, if the founder is like the coolest person in the world, that's probably going to lead me to be more interested in buying the shoes, but in a service biz, it's everything. Google's a therapist. Most people ask their dear friends for referrals because we want to know the energetics. We want to know the personality behind the human. And so I think just remembering that existing in the world and like being a good human is literally foundational for like marketing 101. Yeah. And it's not just about building and growing a business. It's a brand, right? Like we, there's a brand here and to create that connection with your brand is is important. Like everything from customer experience right through to how how people engage with you on, on social media. Like it's just, it's all part of and understanding that visibility bit around story. The more that I tell about my story, the more people lean in. Sometimes I'll get people adding to themselves to a to someone added themselves just recently to my wait list for my my mastermind. And I went and had a little look because I didn't know the name. Sometimes you'd see people uh, that you know and I looked yeah. and I had just done a post the day before about my former retail store. And she was a retail store owner. And oh, I was like, cool. Yay, there you go. See, like, yeah. story. and so there are those parts of your story will relate to people. And I can't tell you the number of clients that have come to me, like just travel and adventure is a big thing. Moms, obviously interior renovators and people who see what we've done with renovating our home, uh-huh. upping and moving. They wanted to do something similar, get in a caravan and go around the U S or around Australia yeah. or whatever. So many of those like personality things that yep. are really important to that golden thread to weave through our, our brands and our messages. Cause that's creates that emotional connection, right? Like creates yeah. that, that something that is different to yeah. somebody else. Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Totally. Like Kate. So Susan and I were in Kate Scudder's mastermind and she's a mama and she also is like a crunchy mama and I think plans to homeschool. And I was homeschooled and, and we want to find a way that we can do some version of homeschooling or yeah. like some kind of alternative school or something for my daughter. And I was like, oh, just even that little piece. Mm. Oh, you're going to understand that I don't want to just put my kid in like full-time preschool and then full-time daycare after that so that I can work a 10 hour day and slay and make seven figures. No, that's not, that's not ever going to be my reality. And so it's like, yeah, you never know what piece of your story, what piece of your lived experience is going to draw someone to you or make them feel safe with you or that their desires have a home with you. Yeah. 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 Because it's about them being seen, right? Like they, they want to st- often yeah. people see themselves in you or a former yeah. version of you. Like we're often speaking to that former version of ourselves, like the number of ex-corporate people that come my way. And actually it's interesting because more and more I do attract. And even though I'm I still, am I middle-aged? I'm turned, I'm 48 <laughs> today. I attract yeah. more, I'm like a 45 plus woman. I can definitely yeah. see I attract more of a mature person. Yeah. That's just, that's just the way it is. Yeah. But I'm totally. still resisting that I'm that age. <laughs> You don't use that term. You can just say no. you're big. My three and a half year old, she keeps asking me my birthday's in a month and she keeps asking me how old I'm going to be. And I tell her and she says, wow, you're going to be so big. 
Oh, bless. Oh, I'm like, you're right. That to her. You'd say that to her, right? Yeah. So yeah. Big. Cause she's yeah. three and a half now. So she's so big. Yeah. yeah. She's so big. When she, when is a compliment rate? at three and a half. I hope <laughs> yes. I, I don't know the day in which it becomes an insult, but it is currently the best compliment. Well, my so. son just turned 16 and that I think it just continues. I don't know. Maybe in your 20s sometime when you're like maybe 30 over 30 might be yeah like, I want to go the other way I want to go the other way yeah and big yeah. Is like, yeah yeah um and so with um one little beautiful girl and I'll never forget her name because she's the same name as my auntie I know that potentially international travel might not be so much on your radar but I do know that adventure is still something that you stoke in, in your own way. It is one of my core values. And I always ask my guests as the final question, what adventure means to you? Ooh. My first thought with that was the mind state, not the geography. Mm-hmm. Just like you feel adventurous when you're like delighted. I can feel adventurous at the farmer's market when there are new vegetables I haven't seen. I've never <laughs> seen a that. radish that color. You know what I mean? You're like, oh my Beats God. like that. <laughs> yeah, you're beat earrings. Yeah, and that has shape-shifted for me as someone who up until motherhood was in a different country every month. And that, that's, a, that's a little exaggeration, but I, I yeah. ran three or four international retreats a year and then would stop by a couple countries on my way. Yeah. Very mobile. And so now I think... And we're getting there. My daughter's learning to love to fly, which is a really new like Mm -hmm. unlock for us. And we have our first, she has her passport. We're doing our first international. We're just going to Mexico, but we're going to go in a month. So already we're like doing like short flights to get more comfortable before we can go big. But Oh, you'll rock it. She's, I can see you guys will be fine. (laughs) I've done three boys on my own. You'll be fine. You'll be absolutely fine. (laughs) Yeah. The first few flights she like had... I, I don't know, can a three-year-old have almost a panic did. attack? But it was, yeah, she was almost hysterical. So oh, we actually yeah. didn't travel for a year oh. and something unlocked in her. And now yeah. she's like, oh, yeah, I got my headphones. I got my playlist. Mm-hmm. Like I'm busy. Don't talk to me. Like she's loving it. So yeah. we're like, oh my God, thank yeah. you. So just in this season of life, I think it's more the headspace. It's like the way of living. It's the yeah. finding things that make you feel curious and excited. And there's that beautiful Howard Thurman quote, something along the lines of don't ask yourself what the world needs. Ask yourself what makes you come alive because what the world mm. needs is people who have come alive. And so Ooh, I think it's, folks. I love that. I just love that quote. Yeah. So I think there's just a piece of it that in those, you know, in, in mom yeah. life, the micro yeah. moments of finding the joy. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. And it is really everything in our businesses, the more we can find the things that truly do make us feel alive, then they don't become a chore. It doesn't become work. It becomes a joy and it becomes, it becomes the things that magnetize people to us because we're just in that vibe, right? We're in that frequency of joy and yeah, I I love that. And aliveness. Yeah. And I love that. Aliveness. And I think also a piece of me taking two months off a year is I think some of it is I just love what I do and I'm like an all in kind of person. And so I'll work a little less. It doesn't work for me very well. It's like in my nutrition days, we would talk about if someone was more of an abstainer or a moderator, which is a Gretchen Rubin model, if you know her work. And if someone is trying to eat less sugar, there are going to be folks that are like, oh, I just don't, I have to cut it out. I'm sugar free. I just can't even, it can't be in my house. Sugar is dead to me. Like I have to fully abstain. And then there are folks that are like, and and the idea of moderating is like anxiety provoking. And then there are going to be people that are trying to cut out sugar 
abstaining sounds like prison and they're like, okay, no, no, I just need to like moderate and have a little less and have, so we, we have different ways of being in different parts of our life. And I find for me for work, I have to just like abstain. I have to be like, I am off work. Yeah. Because otherwise I just get sucked in a good way. I'm like, yeah, and now I'm going to do this. And now I'm going to do this. (laughs) Suddenly I'm like, oh my God, I'm just doing it. And so I work really well being very boundaried and also just with this season of life and motherhood, just being like, I'm on work. I'm on the clock. I'm off the clock. That really works for me. I think before motherhood, I was very flowy. I would check a message and I have a client that I have a three hour break that, that really worked for me. And that that works. Yeah. It does not work for me now. Why was I saying that? Oh, I think that the abstinence, Uh, (laughs) the July and December um, being off work, it gives me that opportunity to like, just not look at the clock, have a day where I lose track of time. Yeah, I think that feels adventurous to me too, no matter where I am. And we often do travel during those months, but to just, that's like, I love my work, but the one piece that I love about not working those months Mm. is is really that piece. It's the piece of, I'm going to go wander in a bookstore. And if I stay for an hour, it's okay. If I stay for two, like I'm not time freedom. Yeah. 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 And that would be an absolute luxury for some people to to actually think that I could step away from my business. And I just, it's so inspiring to know that you created that for yourself and it works. You're a good example to people to see that, that it actually works. I think I'm like a more of a moderator, both on the sugar thing as a candidate sufferer and as my work style. Yeah. Yeah. And also just the rhythm of our life here in France. And I didn't used to be because I was like all in burnout. And I think it's just because of that. I now I'm good at moderating and I can chill in my pajamas until two two o'clock and do some stuff in my bed. And then we have a podcast interview and it's just the simplicity actually of living here where a more simple way of life is nourished in France has just really, has really changed the pace, the pace for me. Yeah. I love that. I do want to mention, since this is going to drop next week, I have a program called Break Your Biz. Yeah. And it is a training that where I shared my exact method of how I take a break from my biz. Ah, and cool. it's literally how I make six plus figures taking two yeah. months off a year. And it's a really fun training that's going to be happening next month. So I'll give you info. Yeah. And so yeah, tell, tell us a bit more about it. And then also you can tell us where do people find you and all that kind of stuff. I think that's a really yeah. beautiful way to, to finish off. Yeah, yeah, totally. You just, you say where to find it. Is that what? Yeah. So talking? break your biz. Is it like a, a virtual thing? It's a, yeah, it's a one day training. Oh, yeah. It's a like one day training. Couple hours. Yeah. It's really focused. Yeah. I think it's two yeah. hours long. I'd have to pull up the date. I don't have it on my brain. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's November 14th and Yes. November 14th, but it is all, it's all about that. It's how do you intentionally weave breaks into your biz? It could be macro. I take two months off a year. It could be micro. How do I take off my bleed? I have someone on my team who takes off every like equinox. She's created her own holidays. I want to take off equinox and solstices, like screw, screw federal holidays. I want to do, you know, So so it's like just choosing like, what's your cadence and are you a moderator or an abstainer? I think people that are more curious about, it's funny to say abstinence in relation to my work. (laughs) You know what I mean? Really having that like total offline energy. So yeah, it's really talking about how to get support and how to set things up so that you can really step away in any way that you want to. That's so cool. Okay. That's that's great. So if you can send me the details and the link and stuff, then I'll make sure that gets into our show notes. Yeah. And then otherwise people can find you where? Yeah. Yeah. Workwomb.com. <laughs> Workwomb.com. My IG is workwomb. Yeah. And I also, I have three ways that I work with people. One is one-on-one mentorship. 
One is Mom Club, my global community. Yeah. Which is really, I joke that it's like a mullet. It's like biz in the front, kids in the back, because it's definitely a biz coaching space. It's definitely about professional development. And we're all running businesses and running lives as mamas. So there's yeah. that flavor and that influence and those great joys and limitations and realities and vomiting people and all of it. We're just like, <laughs> we're here Spew for all of on it. your shoulders. Yeah. Exactly. And we're like, we have, we're all probably going to see my boobs. It's fine. We're just all <laughs> doing, but so that's mom club. And then my mastermind is currently enrolling as well. And that's a six month container. That's really high touch, really connected for folks that want more of that sisterhood strategy and like amplification of their dreams and all of it. So good. So good. I loved having this conversation and every conversation that we get to have where we could just pull things apart a little bit and get connected. I think I'm just the luckiest with this podcast and channel that I just keep on getting to connect with super cool people and obviously one of them. So thank you for taking part with me today and thank you all for listening here today. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of the Zero Wasted Days podcast. I truly hope you found it to be valuable and inspirational as you work to create a life by your own design. I would love you to rate and review this episode to let everyone else know about it and help me share this important message with the world. All you need to do is screen grab your review, share it on socials, and tag me in to win a $100 Airbnb voucher that I'll be giving away every single month.